Hello and welcome, fellow creatives. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring you to keep creating. Thanks for joining us on this journey to explore all things creative. I'm Derek Wagner. And I'm Riley Peterson. And this is the Living Creativity Podcast. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Living Creativity Podcast. In this episode, we get into some thoughts about shower thoughts and flow state in particular. In addition, we wanted to let you know that we had a few technical difficulties on Riley's side of the recording, so we've done our best to mitigate some of those issues, but you may notice a slight change in the quality, but stick around and we'll get that fixed here in the next couple of episodes. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy and let's get to the show. So Riley, you have found this fun website that has a compilation of shower thoughts. Yeah. Let's, uh, can we, can we dig into uh, a few of them and, and maybe entertain ourselves for yeah, a couple of minutes here? Absolutely. So th- there's, there's a good, there's multiple lists out there. Um, and this is one that I found entertaining. So I'll read off a few and we can laugh about it, but, uh, if you weigh 99 pounds and eat a pound of nachos, are you 1% nacho? So I think we all know the answer to that one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you drop soap on the floor, is the floor clean or is the soap dirty? Fair, fair. Uh, I like that one. Oh, if two vegans are arguing, is it still considered beef? Mm. See, these are the questions that keep me up at night. Yeah, exactly. I My wife's going to call me out because there's very little that actually keeps me up at night. So <laughs> I fall asleep so easily. <laughs> well, that's, that's actually pretty good. There's yeah. some, there's some people who really struggle with that. Yeah. My wife being one of them. So she's going to be like, all right, listen up, dude. <laughs> I like this one. Why aren't iPhone chargers just called Apple juice? See, I actually think that that was just a huge brilliant. marketing failure on just Apple's part. Brilliant. I mean, I just want to... Shake, I, I shake my head because, like, come on, Apple. Yeah. Come on. They really dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> they dropped it so bad. That's awesome. If you work as security at a Samsung store, does that make you a guardian of the galaxy? Now I just want to work at a Samsung store so yep. that I can indeed be a guardian of the galaxy. Yes. Yeah. This one's great. That's awesome. Nothing is ever really on fire, but rather fire is on things. Yeah. 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 And it, I had to think about that. It's some truth. Yeah. Like, yeah, fires on things. Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, well, uh, let's, let's see here. I want to, I'm going to, yeah, you throw some out. Let's see here. If life is unfair to everyone, does that mean life is actually fair? There you go. Wait a there minute. you go. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> being down for something and being up for something mean the same thing. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Why is it called a building when it's already built? Yes. That's, that is so true. Why is it called a building? That's a good one. Okay. Here's, 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 this is the one for all of you, uh, you fans of, of cooking and, and, and baking. Why is bacon called bacon and cookies called cookies when you cook bacon and bake cookies? Yep. 
See, preach it. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to need to get some experts on here to really uh, dive into that. <laughs> yeah. Like what happened? <laughs> That's awesome. So, by the way, if you're listening, what what we need you to do for this episode yeah. is uh, jump into the Q and A. Yes, please. and answer the question: What are some shower thoughts that you've had or some uh funny shower thoughts like these that that have entertained you absolutely um, because we we, we want to know we, we want to know all of the mind-blowing little shower thoughts that are out there there's an entire if you're on reddit there's an entire subreddit called shower thoughts yep. you can just scroll through that you know and and waste as much time as you can manage just having your mind blown by shower thoughts so. yeah and if you're part of our discord throw it up there too and we can all laugh Absolutely. about it because it's, there's some just hilarious ones. Okay. I got two more and then I'll be done. I okay. just want to throw okay. these out there. Cla- throw them out. Clapping is just hitting yourself repeatedly because you like something. Yes. When you put it that way, <laughs> it makes it sound really dumb. Like start smacking your head like, yeah, I like this. <laughs> uh, your alarm sound is technically your theme song. Since it plays at the start of every episode. See, I actually think that is a that it's it's kind of a bummer because <laughs> but that that's also like a really strong uh, reasoning for why maybe you should pick like just a really killer song to start your day with as your alarm. Yep. You know. Yep. Get some like just awesome tune just to blow your mind when you wake up and start your day. Yeah. Just awesome. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's it, it makes me want to like oh i need to really change my alarm yeah like, seriously themes. so yeah. yeah what's the deal with shower thoughts though that's a great question i don't know to be honest i don't understand it but I, I have them and it's not for me personally it is not like these you know why are parkways called or why and people drive in parkways and park in driveways like i don't think about that right. stuff it's most of the time I am hearing a song or a section of a song in my head. That's, I would say, I mean, yeah, that's got to be 95% of the time. And then the other 5%, it's when I, there's a problem either at home or at work that's technical and I, and I have not been able to figure it out and it's bothering me enough to where I'm dwelling on it. And then as I'm taking a shower, I get an idea or right. a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that for me, most of the time when I'm in the shower and I'm having, yeah, for me, it's definitely not at all like these, um, you know, kind of inverted logic type things. Like we were just, uh, reading some of those most of the time. Yeah. It's like, I, it's like some problem that I'm, I'm thinking about or trying to solve. Or, um, if I'm, if I'm stuck in a story, I'm trying to figure out like, okay, this is the, you know how I'm trying to resolve the the story yeah. of the novel, mm-hmm. and uh, this is what I've got so far. And, and then I start. It's almost as if being in the shower for me, like, enables me to like access like create that that creative space, yeah, a little bit quicker and a little bit more immediately. And so, in preparation for this episode, I actually did a little bit of looking into why. Okay. Um, and we don't. The, the the real answer for spoiler alert this is the TLDR um we don't actually know but the the ongoing theory is essentially something like um 
you get in the shower and it's warm for most people. You know, a lot of people, yeah. I mean, nowadays the, the cold shower thing or cold plunges are particularly, uh, you know, people are taking that away. We're ruining shower I, thoughts I, with I, cold plunges <laughs> and cold showers. <laughs> Stop taking cold showers. You heard it from us. No, I actually, yeah, yeah. I will say you heard it from us. Heard from us. So I will say that, uh, I think people who do cold showers and like them are crazy. My brother's one of those people. I, I don't get it. I really don't. Um, I have made myself take cold showers because it does help like increase blood flow. It, there's, there's good health benefits to it, but I right. still, I hate it. It's not something yeah. I enjoy at all. Yeah. I don't see the people. I don't believe the people that say that, that they like it. Um, Maybe the after effects I, of it. I can understand that. Yeah. But not yeah. I, I can I understand that. Yeah. So funny story. I, Went through a bit of like, so I, I've been, you know, struggling with like keeping up with like a workout routine for a while. Yeah. And, and so I've been, I've been trying to get into it. And a while back, you know, I was, I was in one of my, my highs of that workout routine where I was working out more often. Right. And, um, you know, I did my workouts. Like, I need to take a shower. I'm sweating, you know, get clean. But I was like, you know, I'm committed to doing cold showers right now. Cause you know, that's what I got to do. That's what everyone says is all the health benefits, whatever. Yeah. So I, I jump in the shower cold and I, I was like, okay, I'm trying like most of the time what I was doing was hot shower and then switch to cold for the last yep. 30 seconds or the last minute mm -hmm. or something like that. But I was like, no, I need to like up my game a little bit, you know? Cause I think at that point I'd gotten up to like two minutes before Ooh, I, I bailed out and I was like, okay, you know what? Like I I've heard that like kind of one of the optimal zones for like a cold shower, you know, neck down cold shower is uh, like five minutes. If you can be in there for five minutes then that's like kind of optimal zone okay. for health benefits. So I jump in, Right before I jumped in, I set my my timer on my phone. It was going to go off after five minutes. And I was like, great, cool. And then, uh, you know, so I'm taking this this shower thinking like, okay, I, I this is uncomfortable, but I got it. Yeah, I can do this. Right. I can do this. And pretty soon, um, I'm like, man, this is a really long five minutes. And then I look and somehow accidentally set it for like 10 minutes or something like that. And I made it like seven minutes wow. in. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, this is dumb. So <laughs> I was like numb. At, yeah, at, I bet. But anyway, yeah. So what I was going to say was I don't like for me and, and this is what I've heard a lot is that the what I don't think most people actually just enjoy being cold. I think that, like you said, they enjoy the benefit of having like gotten out of the cold shower and like started to feel the the effects. You know, there's like a little bit of a dopamine kick or something uh, like that, you know, having like your 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 body starts like self-regulating its heat. Yes. And so there's a little bit of a kick from that. Um but yeah, I think that for, so I've, for me, it's always like, okay, I've done the uncomfortable thing, Yeah, you know, and now I've won something for the right. day. It's never like, oh, I'm in here and I love this. Like the entire time I'm just like, come on, Derek, you can do this. You can do yeah, this. Yeah, you're pushing yourself. It sucks, but you can do you're this. You're pushing yourself. Exactly. Exactly. There's, there's a lot to be said for that, by the way, but yeah, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't have a whole lot else to say about that, but <laughs> you, we, we're that. talking about showers and cold showers. And so that was my experience with it. I need, I could probably get back into taking some cold showers, but then, you know, back to like these shower thoughts, right. I have like pretty much every day when I get in the shower, I'm taking a nice hot shower and I'm just honestly sitting in there just like pondering things, you know, uh, and, and oftentimes, especially if, you know, I'm in this writing group and, um, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll be getting feedback with some, you know, fairly critical uh thoughts mm -hmm. on, on how to you know what's not working what i can do to fix it yeah and, and so i'll like just really wrestle with those and and the shower is 
one of the best places to do that. I don't know um, why, but um, as I was reading about it, it seems like the kind of ongoing theory is basically getting in there and it feels good. And so you get like, you know, kind of a uptick in your dopamine, which uh, relates to specific types of brain, brain patterns that help you with creative thinking and, you know, kind of getting more into that creative space. Um, Scott Barry Kaufman is a psychologist that, that I have listened to his podcast, the psychology podcast, great podcast, um, and read some of his, his articles, uh, really, really great guy to listen to. Um, he, he actually is one who talked about it in one of these articles, uh, just briefly, but so it was really interesting to read about, but, um, yeah, that being said for me, it's definitely like problem solving or idea idea generation for things that I'm working on creatively. That's, that's most happen most often what happens to me when I'm experiencing shower thoughts or like I, this is one that that happens all the time is like remembering conversations that I've had where I was like, Oh, I should have said that or, you know, (laughs) that, that sort of thing. So, um, or sometimes I'll have entire like made up conversations in my head between me and someone else and just imagining like, Oh yeah, this is what I would say in this scenario. Or if I'm like imagining an argument with somebody or whatever, I'm like, Oh, this is what I would say. And I'd really win the argument, (laughs) you know, that (laughs) sort of thing. But it's so funny though, because getting in the shower really does for some reason, like bring me immediately almost into that kind of creative space or like enable me to experience that sense of like proximity to whatever that. So I, let me back up. I think, I think there's like creativity within us, but also like I have the sense, and this is kind of like a little bit like, I guess, spiritual sounding and I don't mean it to be, but like my, my experience with writing and with creativity in general, like even playing in the band with you back in high school and stuff is that when you enter into, like when you get really creative, you're entering into some external space that's like always present outside of you and you're connected to it. I think particularly as creative people, um, we get, we, we are connected to that, but like sitting down and I think that's the flow state, the flow experience. Um, a lot of artists I think are familiar with it for people that aren't. Um, I mean, how would you describe flow other than what you've already described? It is like tapping into something or downloading something that is just outside of you. And I don't even know how to explain it. And, and because you've got times where you just hear something or you have a thought about something and it's just so different. And it's not something you've ever seen before or thought of before or heard before. And then later on, if you don't do anything about it and you're like, well, I'm just going to put that off. Most of I mean, it it doesn't happen all the time, but there's times where like six months or a few months later, you hear it or you see it or you, uh, yeah. And, And it's like, whoa, I already, I had that thought before. It's weird. And it's like somebody else had that thought yeah. in a totally different part of the world and somehow that they were diligent enough to be like, hey, I'm going to actually do something about it. That's, and that's how it seems like it happens. And I don't know. It's something that would be really interesting to explore because it, it, it means tapping into this area that is like, you can't control it, but it just it kind of comes upon you. And then you're like, okay, what do I do with it? It's, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah. So, so I'm looking up uh, flow state yeah. a little bit. Um, th- these are some things that are described as as characterizing it. 
So it's a mental state of complete absorption in a task or activity that one enjoys and finds rewarding, characterized by a feeling of energized focus, full involvement, and enjoyment in the process of the activity. Uh It can occur during various types of activities that are challenging enough to match the person's skills and provide immediate feedback. And it is associated with positive emotions, creativity, productivity, and well-being. And then there, I have a note down here that I kind of tried to summarize, which it seems to occur most often when we straddle the line between our capabilities and where we have yet to grow. Challenging, but not too difficult. Towing the line of order and chaos. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that when you put yourself in an uncomfortable position and you do push yourself creatively, you do gain, tend to gain more inspiration or more of those moments yeah. where you get to that flow. And, and it, yeah, it's really interesting because the other thing too is the, the thing that this, and I know it can't be defined, but it doesn't define flow state in, in, in terms of um, being like being able to, like you're downloading something or you're, you're um, literally just like, almost like time slows down and you're just lost and you're just completely, you are completely involved in the moment, but it's like you're almost outside of yourself too. It's yeah. a strange thing where, like I, I related to music, obviously. When you are totally involved the song, you know how to play the song and you're just enjoying it and it is, it is difficult enough, but it's also not pushing the boundary, so to speak. It's not pushing your, um, it's like, uh, muscle memory almost and then you, you get into this state where you're just like i'm just you just going and then i can go places that would normally be really challenging but it's not as difficult and it's just like okay i'm just gonna play this solo or you mm. know and, and it just comes out do, do you remember do you remember when we recorded our album yeah. and so we played our song um deep inside yes which um for those anyone listening, if you if you want to check that out, by the way, that that is on our yeah. website. If you wanted to take a look, take a listen, kind of get some context for what we're talking about, because you can actually hear the end result of what I think was a moment of flow state that I entered into while yeah. we were recording. So basically, during th- this story, I'm going to tell. N- let me preface with again, I, I said this before, but my guitar skills not that great. <laughs> like I, I'm okay, I can keep up. Okay, and Riley's playing alongside Riley pushes me a lot, and so that's one of the great benefits of being around people who are better at, at you than a certain thing. Oh, absolutely. You can learn from them and, and be pushed by them. Uh, but so we're, when all the times that we've played the song deep inside, um, we've, I've always just kind of played whatever came to mind for a solo on it. I was playing lead guitar on that song and yeah, I, it was never the same, same yeah, solo twice. It was always different. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a problem when we went to record it because then I was like, Hmm. Now what? And I'm on the spot because half of the time I played that solo, it was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. I remember that when we when we played it at the the show house for that talent show we mentioned in a previous episode. Um, yeah, it was like I felt really embarrassed about that solo in particular because I was like, oh, I just I butchered it. It was not my best work at all. But so then, flash forward to when we're actually recording yep. this song in the studio and you know i had to actually sit down and record the solo and I, I remember i did a take or two on it and it was just not great and then i think uh the the guys who are in the studio with us you know recording us were really encouraging and then 
I think that, I mean, you and, and Jordan and Hoots were pretty encouraging too. And so I just like was determined. I sat down. I was like, I'm just going to bust it out. And I remember there was like a sense of like, okay, I'm just letting go. I think a little bit, you know, like letting go of the pressure, letting go of the, of the, I don't know. I just had the sense of like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm letting go of all the external things that are, that are kind of getting in my way here. And so hard. I'm not going to think so hard. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because I remember as I was playing it and like, to be honest, it was unlike anything I'd ever played on that solo before. And it was pretty decent. I mean, if you listen to the recording on the website, like not like a 10 out of 10 solo by any stretch of the imagination, not insanely complex or anything, but I did some stuff there that I kind of surprised myself with. And I think that that's where this idea, I think of, of it being like optimally Uh challenging comes in because that was challenging for me to do because you know it was a little bit beyond my skill set to really play something at that level but being at being able to enter into that zone and like challenge myself it was it was like just enough within reach yeah you know i was able to kind of start grasping at it and then yeah it just happened and I, i'm i'm proud of that solo even though like i said it wasn't maybe a 10 out of 10 yeah, type no, of solo it's a, or, it's a beautiful it's know. capable solo i i've i've no, always enjoyed you listening to that like listening to your solo and in, in our and that song there's just like it, it it was so i i'll be completely honest um do it when we were in the studio we we had recorded the main track and then i was like cool we're gonna come back and do the solo and it was just you and we're what you know we're sitting in the in the room just kind of like watching you do this and um and it and it's just like okay like no try again you know we're like trying again try again you're just ah you know you're getting upset with yourself and i'll be my honest like my memory of that like i remember just being like dude you're better than this like Mm. and i'm at i don't i don't remember being really encouraging to be quite honest i remember being pretty hard on you and for that i have apologized uh, i have apologized to you years ago but i apologize again publicly I I am sorry for being so hard on you uh, and letting my frustration help uh, when you were having a I hard time that. and um, you, and yeah you're, yeah and but I think even in that and even with what I did and everybody else was like hey you can do this and you're just like you know what I can't and and you just you entered into a different mentality you could see it it was visible in on your and I, and I, I do remember the uh, kind of a bit of a confrontation that we had. And I think, you know, it was a moment too, where I had to like put a boundary a little bit between us and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like, you know, like you need probably. to calm down, you know, be <laughs> kind, probably, like, that dude, type of thing. I, I, I do like, remember okay. that. Um, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say this, that I think that also like having that kind of more forceful, version of that kind of encouragement because i think ultimately it was encouraging because you it wasn't like you're like you suck come on i'll just play the solo myself and said you were like you know hey um like come on derek you can do this just you know just get focused you know and it it, it may have came across as maybe some tough love let's say but i think that there was an aspect of it you could say i was like you know trying to meet your expectations or like and, and maybe in another way too like having had you kind of confront me in a bit of a harsh way i was also like oh i'll show him yeah maybe so which yeah you know maybe it was kind of a bit of a push from that direction too which 
can be really helpful. And it depends on the type of creative person right. that you are and your personality. And, you know, if you're a really disagreeable person, then probably having people, um, you know, push you like that, it won't affect you as much if I'm a really agreeable person. And so sometimes having, I'm, I'm very right. conflict. So, avoidant, like conflict. so, so oh. when, 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 yeah, yeah. When, when, when people confront me with something, usually I'm like, okay, I surrender. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah. Anyway, you know, another thing that I was going to say regarding that solo too, is, um, like, and, and I think this is true because it, it comes back to writing for me also in both instances where, where there's in that solo that I recorded or just when I'm sitting down to write part of what the flow state is for me, you know, I mentioned that towing the line of order uh, and man. chaos. Right. And, and I think the order comes from like, I have the discipline, I have the skills, um, even if it's like uh, slightly beyond my, my skill set, Right. But you have those skills. Um, and then the, 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 the chaos part, that's the order. So the chaos part is, I don't know what's yeah. coming next. The unknown. Like in terms of the solo, I'm like, I don't know what note I'm yeah. going to play next, yeah. you know? And that was part of the beauty of it. And part of what I think brings you further into the flow state is, okay, wow, um, this is happening and I can't let it go, but I have no idea how to keep it going. And so it's like that experimentation. You know, I've heard of uh, some people talk about, uh, you know, in sports, if you're yeah. like a great athlete or something like that. And, you know, you're right at the edge of your ability and, and you've kind of met your match from your opponent, you know, and like you have to almost by virtue of having come up against such a challenge, uh, you don't know right. how it's going to end. And that pushes you and, and yeah, you yeah. get in the zone, right? That's another way of talking about it. And and like, same thing with writing. I'm like, as I'm writing, I'm like, I don't know what's coming out oh, yeah. of my fingertips on through the keyboard onto the page, you know, like this is like, it, it just kind of happens, That's so cool. but it's also guided by, by this skills and the knowledge that i have and and i surprise myself all the time which is really fun that's what this that surprise that's yes. that's something about creativity that yes i don't know how it happens like how can we surprise ourselves with something that yeah. we're creating it, it, you know what i mean like that's a really weird experience just, it's it's so true if you are just producing what is already within your capability it's not surprising it's when you're pushing yourself no. And you were like, wow, I, I did that. And I didn't think I could, and I know I could, that right. is the coolest thing. There's still songs that from our album, I listened to it. And I'm like, man, we made that. Like that sounds good. Yeah. Like, you know, and I know it's like the quality is not the greatest. Right. But I'm like, wow, like the melody and the music behind that, like the, wow, I, how did we come up with that? Like, it, it's just, I have those moments where I'm like, I, I get surprised. And I, of course, if I were yeah. to look at it like, oh, I want to make a song today and be like, that's, that's well below my ability of today. But right. I do see it. And at what age I was, we all were and realizing like, wow, we we're, we we're pushing ourselves at 19, 18 years old, whatever we were, 20, 19, yeah. 18, maybe 17. Yeah. Somewhere. I think, well, I was a yeah, senior. So in high school when we recorded that. So I was I'd yeah. been 18 for a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Jordan. It, it was, uh, yeah. Being surprised by what comes out is it's so fun. Yeah, definitely. It's just, it's, it's mind blowing to me that, that something like that can occur, but it's, it's part of the fun, you know, and that's, that's one of the reasons why like when I write, for example, and, and 
you're a writer listening to this, uh, you can totally relate because there's kind of this divide among writers. Like, are you a a plotter, someone who writes Seven. out an outline and and goes into great detail in order to kind of structure right. your way through the story, or are you a pantser, someone who discovery uh-huh. writes the story? And I've I started out totally discovery, and I've moved a little bit more towards the middle because I've realized more and more as I've written more and more that structure is something that actually kind of helps me know where I'm going, you know? So let me say this, that the the first draft of my main epic fantasy novel that I'm working on, I've been working on for the last five years was 60% just by the seat of my pants. I have no idea what I'm doing next every step of the way. It was tremendous fun to write, but also I, I reached a point in which I was like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Where to take this. Like, I don't know where this goes. And I, it just ended up being a big block for me to continue writing because eventually the story's got to come to an end. But if I have no end point so in I mind, I don't know where that's at. Some, so yeah, you would hit a block because you're just going by the seat of your pants, right? Hit a block. So did it take a long time for you to work out the block? Or was it something like, was it a block that lasted months? Are we talking like on, on average? Because obviously there's different times where you hit blocks. Does that make, do you understand what I'm yeah. asking you? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, so this in particular, what happened here, and I don't think I like entirely quit writing the story for this chunk of time. I think I still, you know, tried my hand at trying to move forward with it. But simultaneously, I realized, oh, I think this is oh, where yeah. structure comes in, you know, and actually d- finding a structure that I could understand that I could apply to my story it actually enabled me to kind of go further into that creative space. And so that's for me, uh, that's what's moved me further away from being a discovery writer exclusively and more towards that middle ground where I'm like, I need something that's going to point me in the right direction. Give me some yeah. like, guideposts, you know, a map of the landscape. And then I'm kind of free to play within that zone, you know, and that's, that's enabled me to get really, you know, productive. I can, you know, I don't have to sit down and wonder what am I going to write today, you know, because I'm like, oh, OK, I've got this scene. I know more or less where yeah. I need to go with it. I don't know you how it's going to happen it as, at all. Hey, I'm at point but, A and I know where my point B is. And it's like, OK, yeah, I'm prob- I may yeah. do some twists and turns. I may do some zigzags. I may do a big old arching line with a squiggly at the end, but I'm going to make it to point B is my destination. And having that is super helpful, even though you don't know necessarily how you're going to get there. Am I, does that sound about right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Because like I said, what, so I got 60% of the way through this story and realized I don't know where it goes. Right. And it wasn't until I had like an endpoint or a vision of the end in mind. And I was started to realize, okay, now I can figure out the necessary steps, the logical order of things to get, my characters from where they're at now to where they need to yeah. be for the story to resolve. That's good. You know, otherwise you wait, what, and, and some people can discover you, right. The living heck out of it. And I think oftentimes those people have a really intuitive mm-hmm. understanding of story and structure is kind of intuitive to them for some reason. I'm not, I, there was a, some semblance of structure that was intuitive to me as I wrote, like looking back, I was able to find, okay, like there, there are, bits in here there are pieces in here that demonstrate some level of structure but 
what I continually found was, okay, it's should be like way up here level wise or something. And it's actually, you know, way down here, or it's, you know, kind of the story's misshapen, so to speak, you know, the arc of the story isn't exactly as maybe it should be for what I'm writing in order to provide the best experience to a reader and all that sort of thing. And, and, and there's so much different writers and different artists can approach it differently and say, Oh, well that, that the idea of like, it should be this way or ought to be this way. You know, you have to let go of that because that's inhibiting creativity. But for me, what I found is it actually unblocks the creativity for me to have some sort of a structure in place to guide me. Like I said, it's like, it's like a sandbox, right? Like if, if you don't have like the borders around your sandbox, then you're you're eventually there's just going to be sand everywhere. And, and, you're not going to have a sandbox. Yeah, you're, you're not going to have sand a place in the to grass. Play. But by keeping those borders around the sandbox, that you'll always be able to show up to the sandbox and say, I'm going to build a sandcastle today, or I'm going to, you know, just make a big pile of sand, or I'm going to bury my feet in it. You know, whatever it is that, you know, you can do. Yeah, Those are terrible examples. Whatever inspired you. <laughs> but the, 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 the point is, right? Like the sandbox isn't the sandbox without yes. those borders to make it so. And for me, what I've realized the only way for me to have a story that I feel works and is sound and, and solid enough to keep working on and developing and, you know, hopefully eventually publish and and put in the hands of readers is for it to have this structure and to have these things in place that, that kind of demonstrate, yeah, there was thought put behind this. There was a structure there, like all these things were put into it in order for it to make sense and be, what it is like it wouldn't in a way it's like it wouldn't be a story without the structure just like the sandbox wouldn't be a sandbox without yeah. the boundaries i don't know that that that's so a i actually way had a little story about it but that I, that's very much applicable to what you're describing i think so i had an old roommate his name was justin i can't i don't know if i should use his last name or not but anyway just yeah justin v no, anyway <laughs> so uh my old roommate he was a uh, part of the like they were doing a big event uh, at an event center and they had a ton of artists, like a ton of creatives, you know, putting this stuff together, um, designing the interior and the exterior of this building. And he was one of the, I guess you could say managers, one of the people who was overseeing people. So what happened was he was put in charge of these painters or these uh yeah, these artists, these painting artists, and they had their area, which was this very, very large wall. I don't know where the wall was. I don't know the details of that story, but it was a massive wall. It's huge, right? This event center's got to be 20, 25 stories high. It's huge, right? So the artists and Justin show up and they're looking at this wall and he's like, okay, I'm going to let you guys have the freedom to put up your, you know, massive canvas, uh, whatever they're using to paint on. I, I don't know if the right term is canvas. And it's how about it? Like you have to, this is, a, this is your real estate. How about it? Like, and you know, just do what you want to do. And in a lot of ways, that's sort of like the right kind of dream of the creative person. Dude, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, total freedom. freedom. I have all this space to do whatever I want. Well, so the artists start collaborating. He and they start, you know, talking. And he comes back later. I don't know how much later, 
but it had been a significant amount of time. He comes back expecting prepping or something in some sort of progress. They're still trying to collaborate. They're still trying to figure out what they're going to do as they can't really decide. And they come to him and they're like, hey, like, what's, what's our limit here? And he looks at them like, what do you mean? Like, what's our, like, what's our limit? Like, how, how big can we really go? And he's like, use up the whole wall. Like, if you have to, use up the entire thing. We used to go check on another group that he's managing, comes back. They're still having prep. They still haven't gotten any progress done. And it's like, oh, wow. He comes, so he's like, okay, what's going on, guys? And they're like, we, like, we can't, we can't decide what to do. And his response was, okay, you have from, and he marks it out. You have from this point to this point, this high and this low, that is your boundary. As soon as he set the boundaries of what, of their limits and their zone, they instantly were like five minutes. They got a plan and they're going. It's, it's since right. that is so incredible. And it's so true though. If we are given limitless, uh, freedom, we don't know how to function. <laughs> like we need to have that. Right. Well, it's, it's interesting uh, in oh terms word. of parenting. That's something yeah. that we've learned with our kids. And my, I think my wife probably would tell you that she, she's been trying to teach me this for a while. And I often forget, but in my mind, I'm like, Oh, you know, dinner's going to be in a little while. So go play. And that seems like, Oh, Go play, pick an option, go do whatever you got to do. It's fine. You know, that should be enough. And yet oftentimes yes. it turns into kids fighting or kids wandering around, you know, staring at the ceiling. I'm bored. I don't know what to do and stuff. And so what my wife's taught me and my wife is so smart. Like I have to shout awesome. her right now because some of this stuff, like she's such a great mom. She just has this intuitive grasp on some of these things that I'm like, I, they're not yeah. visible to me normally. So kudos to her. Um, She's, you have to give them options mm, and you have to give good. them a couple of them, you know, two or three at most. And it's like, you need to play with magnet tiles or you need to play with your dinosaurs or you need to build a train track. And as soon as you give them those couple of options, they can decide. And yeah, it's such a weird, it, it seems so counterintuitive to me because, you know, I mentioned this before, yeah. like I hate rigid structure, right? Like I, I hate that's one of the reasons why I struggled, I think in like a regular nine to five workplace job, because just go like, I had read the idea of like going to work and then doing basically the same thing every single day. And yet I've also discovered as a stay at home dad with my kids that I need to have yeah. like an outline for my day. Otherwise the time isn't spent well and I don't know what to do with it. And the kids are like, what are we doing dad? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I realized it just like with writing, like I need structure for my life to a degree, but I need, and it can't be so rigid that I can't decide, ah, Hey, you know, we would normally be doing this right now, but I'm going to flex our schedule and I'm, we're going to go to the park instead, or we're going to go yeah. visit so-and-so instead, you know, like having that ability to, be flexible with our time and and that sort of thing. It's that's really meaningful to me. And it makes me, it enables me, I think to just be a bit of a better dad and a better husband, better person, because 
like my soul doesn't feel quite so crushed, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm feeling as though that space is really, really enabling cool, for me. So, so this is, yeah, we're kind of veering into a different area, but it's an area that I, I will absolutely and gladly talk about. I want to share for me personally, I have this weird internal dichotomy where I crave freedom but I also crave control and structure to a point where I can become very rigid and it, and it has to be this way, yeah. which does not allow, and there's no, there's no adjusting, there's no adapting. And, and my wife will tell you, bless my wife, gosh. So it used to be, I mean, it used to be really bad where it's like, I knew I wanted to get these things done and it, and it's just like, this is all I'm doing today and it's going to get down and, and, and nothing's going to stop me. It becomes miserable for everybody. And the thing that shockingly has given me the most freedom from that mentality, but also the most, like being able to be the most productive and the most mentally sound and clear is discipline over myself. And yeah. for those of you that haven't read it, highly recommend reading this book, uh, the Extreme Ownership and the Dichotomy of Leader Leadership by Jocko Willink and Lee Fabin. Incredibly, incredibly helpful books. I think you recommended a, a Extreme Ownership to me, and it was radical for me because it it all started to click. Like if I'm disciplined in the areas that I'm responsible. That gives me freedom in other areas that normally I wouldn't have. I would have had that time eaten up by indecision and too many options right. and, and whatever, or distractions or whatever. So I just wanted to share that because I, I think there's people out there and maybe even listening to this podcast who do struggle with understanding what freedom really is and that it's not free it's and it's not something that you have to work <laughs> you have to work hard in order to get freedom in it and it doesn't look like i have freedom i have full 24 hours to do whatever i want it's more like i've given myself like in case of your example like hey i have set up a schedule for my kids so that you get quiet time and then you got what an hour and a half two hours to write and you make time because you're disciplined with yeah. your breakfasts and lunches and getting them to school and, and doing all those things. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Living Creativity Podcast. We hope you found value in today's discussion and are feeling inspired to live out your creative life. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links to any resources we may have mentioned and to join our Discord community where you can connect with other creatives. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any ideas or feedback you'd like to leave us, you can drop it in the appropriate channel on the Discord server, or you can send us an email at livingcreativitypodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, the best way to do so is by leaving a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. Thanks again, and as always, keep creating. Keep creating.